Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast. Really glad you're tuning in today. It's Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. And here on the Extra Point Podcast, we take a few moments each week and look back to the text from which we spoke on the previous Sunday. I'm Todd Stiles, one of the pastors at First Family. And so today we want to look back uh, here on the heels of our 18th anniversary as a church and take a look at Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. We spoke from that on Sunday. In fact, we've spoken from that text uh, on a number of our anniversary Sundays. And we did again just last Sunday, uh, paying close attention to the word devoted. And we noticed how that word, it's the third word in the ESV translation of that paragraph. Uh, that word is uh, described and defined in all of those verses. And at the end of verse 47, of course, it then says the Lord added. But for the bulk of that paragraph, it's the word devoted that is pictured for us, uh, described, defined. And so we're able to see this is what a devoted follower of Jesus looks like. Now, I won't go into the details of that in this podcast. That's what I did in the sermon. So go back and listen to it there. Here's what I like to do is is provide two other words that I think uh, accompany a devoted person. And in fact, what I want to do is tie these two words not only to the text in Acts, I want to tie them to what I spoke about a couple of weeks ago in 1 Peter and show you how these two words really um, accompany a devoted person, but they'll also accompany a persecuted person. Allow me to make this case for a few moments, would you? I think two words that you can pull from that text as well as from the various texts in 1 Peter would be the the words identification and engagement. In other words, there's not a single devoted person that isn't identified and engaged. And to jump ahead a little bit, if you were to take the text of 1 Peter and look at the different uh, paragraphs and places or passages in which he talks about suffering uh, for righteousness' sake or suffering for the cause of Christ, you'll find that there's not a single persecuted person that uh, isn't identified or they don't have an identification, and um, they're also engaged. Allow me to extrapolate just a little more Let's go back to Acts, can we? The devoted person is someone who's identified. They have an identification. And we see this just in the previous verses, 2 verse 42, in which it says that those who heard Peter's message, they received the word and they were baptized. There's a clear identification of these people who then were devoted. They were known as followers of Jesus. They identified with the message about Christ's death and resurrection. They identified in a visible way through baptism. And so it only followed that they then would be involved in these, what I referred to as formational habits and functional habits. And so so they weren't like anonymous. No, they were known. They were identified. They were visibly and verbally um, able to be spotted, shall we say, as followers of Jesus from the very get-go, from the very beginning, they were known as believers. They trusted in what Jesus did and what he said, and then it showed up in how they lived. And so a, 
a devoted person is, first of all, an identifiable person. They don't run for their identification. Uh, they don't run from their label. We'll use that word here. They're identified, but they're, they're also engaged. In other words, they, they're not a passive person. They don't sit and let things happen to them. Uh, because of their identity, they run towards things. They actually proactively embrace certain activities. They engage with specific habits. I mentioned to you there were two types of habits in that text, formational habits. I think there's four of them listed. And then three or four functional habits, what we might call resulting habits. Um, but these were ones that they devoted themselves to. And the verb they're used, like I said, is a reflexive verb. It's things that they intentionally embraced. So they were engaged. And so just hear this, uh, listener, first family. Uh, a devoted person is someone who's willing to be identified, who's not afraid to be known, and is proactively pursuing specific habits laid out for us in the New Testament. And the reason I bring that to your attention is often um, there, there's a sense in which um, in the American church culture, we don't want to be known. We, we don't want to be identified. Uh, we don't want to put our name on the dotted line, so to speak, uh, regarding uh, being known as a follower of Christ and, and visibly and verbally signing off on things like our doctrine and baptism and being known. And often we don't want to pursue specific habits. We want to kind of sometimes stay on the peripheral, the, the uh, fringes of things. We want to watch from a distance. We prefer the back row, shall we say. And we don't want folks to know us or call us out. And those are are the opposite traits of a devoted person because they lack identity and they lack engagement. And so it's it's not surprising that we see less devotion within the family of God currently than perhaps we have in previous decades or generations because there is a sense in which the the, the person in general is desiring to be less known. And here's proof positive— Social media has caused and is one of the indicators of this. We think we're more known. We have, you know, thousands of friends, per se, or thousands of likes. But the truth is, we really don't know the person on the other side of that screen. We just know what they appear to be. We know their image. And the, the, the sad reality is that in our current culture, Social media proves and indicates to us we actually are less known than we, we really are, and that has a price to it. Uh, we are more known by our image and what we portray than by the reality of our life. We have less identification and less engagement. People can tweet this, post that, uh, you know, uh, be real this moment, have this photo taken and post it. But yet it's not really us. We're just on a couch somewhere. We're at a, an event somewhere, and we're just kind of giving the, the best scenario of that moment to give the best image. And so I'm just kind of uh, digging in here to make sure you understand something. I don't know for sure. And in fact, I would say it's highly unlikely that, that any of those traits would represent and resemble a devoted person because we're living more unknown and because we are... Um, living with less identity. Uh, the, the truly devoted person is willing, 
to wear two things, identification and engagement. The same thing is true about the persecuted person. I want to jump now to 1 Peter. And what we see in those texts is that there's a willingness to be identified with God's people and a willingness to engage as God's people. Let me take you to 1 Peter 3, where it talks about having this apologetic, this reasonable answer for those who ask us why there's this hope within us. That person is willing to be identified. They're known as a Christian. They own their doctrine, their beliefs, their labels. We'll use that word again. And when they're asked about it, they give a clear answer. They're not running from it. They're not trying to hide. They're not trying to find an excuse. And in other passages in 1 Peter, when they're called upon, uh, when God's people are called upon to humbly submit, they don't make excuses to try to get around the situation or out of the uh, consequences. They embrace who they are. They willingly wear their identification, and they uh, willingly engage in the situation. And I think the lack of identification and engagement in this culture is one reason, perhaps, that we don't see as much persecution as perhaps we could. Now, hear me well. I'm not saying we want to pursue that. Uh, We don't want to cause persecution unnecessarily. We're not trying to be the kind of person who antagonizes others intentionally in that way. But I do think there is some room here to think about how we live our life in this culture. And if the reality is that we're running from who we are and that we're not willing to stand as God's people in moments when uh, we should engage, uh, then when there's no persecution, that's because perhaps those who um, would persecute us don't even know who we are or what we stand for because we've been afraid, we've been timid, we've not shown courage. And I just find it very striking that both in Acts and in 1 Peter, you find two traits of devoted people, and that is the trait of identification and the trait of engagement. So let me simply ask you, are you uh, willing and readily um, identifiable as a Christian? Have you um, placed your faith in Jesus, and are you clearly uh, identified as that, and even in a visible way through baptism? Have you uh, received the word of the gospel, taken your stand on it, and then made that clearly public through baptism? This is what it means to be identified as a follower of Christ. And have you connected to and um, uh, become known in a local church. That's Acts chapter 2. They were known and identified, and then they engaged in specific habits. And have you done that? Have you proactively pursued uh, becoming engaged in the kinds of habits um, that, um, that are, that are uh, known to be the habits of a devoted person? This is... Uh, what I think is important for us to uh, process and think about, that devoted people are identifiable. They're not afraid to be known, and they're engaged. They proactively pursue habits and uh, disciplines and activities that help with devotion. So as you think about this uh, over today and this week, process these two words with you, would you? Identification and engagement, two other traits of devoted followers of Jesus.